All right. Another week of the podcast. Uh, had to ask about half the league first before someone actually said they wanted to join me. So um, y'all hated when the podcast went away, but it might have to go away if no one ever wants to do it. But thank you for joining me, Ben. Oh, as a, a pleasure as always. As always. <laughs> I was actually looking. Um, I was tracking like uh, who had done the podcast and whatnot. This is your fourth time on and my 18th time doing it over the last wow. two years. Am I tied um, for first or even close? I got to be. No, well, uh, going through the Besides order, you. this is my 18th. Sam's done it eight times. Wow. Teddy has done it four times. Um, Andrew and Tyler and you and David have all done it three times. So this will put you in third with Teddy for the fourth nice. time doing it. And then uh, Keenan and Kevin have done it twice. Kenny, Billy, and Bowie have done it once. And Mr. Jonathan Griffey still has yet to join. Um, I will say this about Jonathan. Shout out to him the other day. You know, he never responds to anything. He responded to me the other day, and it wasn't a trade. It was a, do you want to do the podcast text? And he said, no, I have strep throat. So, um, so he does respond, I guess, if they're just not trade talks. But anyway, mm. enough of my rambling. Well, we'll get into the recap like we always start about. As a sneak um, we'll peek, do as a sneak we'll peek my and... answer to one of the questions about two rule changes, I think one of them should be you're required to join at least one podcast a year or one every two years or something. Okay, this that's amazing. But we will revisit that. <laughs> Let's get the recap out of the way. And we'll do it uh, real quick because, okay. I mean, last time I was like, oh, a quick recap. And then 35 yeah. minutes in, I said something like, guys, we're still doing the recap here. Well, you guys so were also just say the scores, so. or, I'll just say the scores real quick and we'll do this in two minutes. Then we can get into the, the fun stuff. Okay. I beat Keenan 139 to 105. Um, Billy beat Kenny 163 to 136. Sam beat Andrew 157 to 136. Kevin beat David 142 to 116. Tyler was our high scorer, and he beat Jonathan in our uh, most lopsided game, 185 to 111. And Teddy beat you 158 to 107. Yeah, I would say no. The second lowest scoring team. No, well, I, this was my worst ILP, or not? This was one of my higher ILP weeks of the season, but one of my worst lineup setting weeks of the season. Yeah, I hadn't actually looked through um, the differences yet, but I, I have that tab up. I think my so ILP was almost one. You missed out on 47 points, yeah, the difference between your actual ILP, which is your second worst of the year. Mm-hmm. In week five, uh, you missed out on 50 points, yeah. which is a pretty substantial. Pretty I mean, it's, yeah. it's unlucky. I mean, Jordan Love like doubled Brock Purdy on the week. Like, you can't plan for that. I'm just – it is what it is. Yeah, which um, – <laughs> The most anyone's ever missed uh, on the year was Kevin in week three and 60. He missed 60 points. Um, and that that's was when bad. HN went off on his bench, you know, 45 that's, points. For these matchups, what that means for playoffs, I sent a message in the group me, but I just want to reiterate on the pod so everyone understands. What that means is we had a couple teams eliminated. Um and while if you look at the percent, it does – Jonathan Griffey is not technically eliminated. ESPN gives him a 1% chance. It's got to be less than 1% because he he needs to beat Sam and then outscore both Sam and Teddy by an absurd amount. He's got 100 
uh, 15, 16 points on the year. Teddy's got 16, 84. So 170 plus points that, so that he's eliminated too. Yeah. Um, and with how everything played out, Billy convinced, um, clinched his division. So a top two seed and Tyler and I clinched a playoff berth. Um, but we play each other this week, but we're both in regardless of the outcome. So Sam wins and he's in on the, as the fourth team. If Sam loses, um, then Teddy has to win. And if Teddy wins and Sam loses, then whoever's the higher scoring team when all the dust settles is the last team in. Um, Sam currently has a, uh, a nine points up on him. So, so that, that's the playoff scenario. And that's the, that really was a quick recap. Remind me, so when does ILP stop calculating in correlation to like draft position? Is it after the regular season? Regular season. So, um, so this so is the last week. Yeah, and, and talk, touching on that, we have, uh, if you look at the ILP, a couple things are pretty much locked in. David's clenched them one mm-hmm. I mean, even if David has a historic ILP, Tyler-level 246-point ILP, Not gonna uh, I don't see Keenan past them. It's it's 70, what are they? You have to outscore Keenan by points. like 70, yeah. 75, yeah. 76. That, that's no pretty way. substantial. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then Keenan is pretty far away from Andrew because Andrew had two really high LP, ILP weeks uh, three weeks ago. He was looking at the second pick. So mm-hmm. the top two picks are pretty much locked in. Andrew and Kenny are within seven points of each other. So this last week, yep. ILP is going to matter. So it's going to be interesting to see if one of those people just starts cutting someone from their bench, filling out their bench with, you know. With, you got to start a coach. Yeah. Well, the thing well, is, don't don't start a coach. Yeah, you have to not start a coach because I, I started I, Dallas's I, coach like three weeks in a row, and I think he's got me six points every week. That's who does? Oh, you? Yeah, Dallas coach. <laughs> yeah, but you're trying to hurt your ILP because I have your pick, but, which uh, I want to touch yeah. base on before. So we Andrew and Kenny neck and neck for that race. Then there's a a big jump to Kevin. Kevin and Jonathan are 50 points apart, so they're pretty far apart. And then mm-hmm. you've pulled away from Jonathan and 30 points from him. So it's looking yeah. like the draft order is mostly set, except for David and uh, except for Andrew and Kenny. It's looking like it's going to be, barring something crazy, David has pick one, Keenan has pick two, Andrew and Kenny in either order, order have three and four, Kevin has five, Jonathan has six, you have seven, and then whoever doesn't make the playoffs, Sam or Teddy has eight. So, but to, to that point, though, if Sam does not make the playoffs, I only have 19 less ILP points than him. And in eight of the 12 weeks so far, he and I have had more than a 19-point difference in ILP. So there is a scenario in which Teddy makes the playoffs, Sam doesn't, and I outscore him by 19, and then I have an even worse, or excuse me, you have an even worse pick. And, and the thing is, it's a realistic possibility that I finish mm-hmm. fourth. So it mean my pick would only be moved up one spot, one spot <laughs> <laughs> um, going from, you know, ninth pick to eighth pick from that mm-hmm. uh, trade from back in the day. But yep. And I got Zach yeah. Moss full touches this week too. So that's going to help. Which I, I'm surprised you haven't flipped them being eliminated. I and I know you want, um, you want to hurt me, but you want to help yourself. I want to help myself me. more. Yeah. But if there's an opportunity to hurt you by helping my ILP without also hurting myself, I will definitely take advantage of that, like picking up extra defenses and stuff. But I had a deal shop for Moss, and my buyer went a little dark. 
uh, which was disappointing because I thought it was a good deal. And I had another guy reach out who was interested, but that hasn't come to fruition. So it's still not off the table. I mean, in about 48 hours, it will be, but uh, you know, we're getting close to the, we'll call it the trade deadline for week uh, well, 13. We actually voted the trade deadline. Isn't the last week of the season when those games start, True. it's before the okay. playoffs. I meant, I meant realistically because JT is going to come back in like three weeks. Yeah. Which we so can, we can vote on that again, but if you look back at the voting, um in 2022 we voted that no trades can be accepted as soon as waivers process on wednesday before playoffs so that's our official trade deadline is wednesday morning at at 2 a.m um so we have a couple days left even after the the teams are eliminated they can still make trades and that's to be accepted Mm -hmm. not processed so you can accept a trade at tuesday night at midnight um and and get that player for the playoffs. Yep. Okay. It's good to know so, people. Moving on to our questions here from oh, yeah, we got some good ones. We do. So, Let me see. First up, we had Tyler asking about our W2s. And that's hilarious that Tyler thinks you and I actually pay pay taxes. Come on. Well, <laughs> you know that's even funnier because when I was a 1099 a few years ago, I didn't file taxes. <laughs> well, I did, but they not all of them. And it did not work in my favor. They 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 found out. <laughs> I was gonna say, Ben, this is a globally broadcast yeah, podcast. That's true. They know we, you need to redact that. I'm right whole. Now. I've made I've made myself whole now. But for for a couple of years there, I was I was feeling pretty good about it. Ben's on the lamb. He's he's running mm-hmm. um, from the government Off the right grid. now. Oh. Oh, and I'm getting a suspected robocall. That I'm going to ignore. So, uh, next question, Kenny: How many Waffle House waffles do you think you each eat before you throw up? Now, I'm going to answer this first by saying okay. I refuse to answer any waffle questions from Kenny. Because oh, uh, it's like making a movie recommendation from Tyler. Um, <laughs> Kenny was in our other league that Andrew's the commissioner of. It's a redraft league. There is a last place punishment. A couple years ago, the punishment was the Waffle House Challenge. Mm-hmm. And he got last. And we were bending the rules for him. We were saying, Kenny, anyone in the league can eat waffles on your behalf, you know, for that day. And I told him, I was like, I will go to Waffle House for every meal of the day and eat as many as I can. Basically, Kenny had to go to Waffle House for two hours and just eat a couple, eat a couple of waffles. waffles. Yeah. And he never did it. So, um, so Kenny, in, in anything with waffles, no, I can't do. It. I'm not even going to let you answer unless you had something <laughs> you really wanted to say. Call them pancakes if that's the case. Um, I did think about this, and although I, I'm a guy that can eat, I don't think so. I put I have two answers here: waffles without syrup and waffles with syrup. Because I know that sounds like sacrilegious to eat Waffle House waffles without syrup. But sometimes I can go for just a buttered waffle. That's fine. I think I could eat seven waffles before I threw up without syrup, but only five with syrup, just because it's so sweet. Yeah, I I drench my waffles in syrup. Yeah, it's uh, disgusting. (laughs) But if you're going for quantity, you can't do that. But that that was already me saying too much on waffles. Where does that benchmark to you? How many waffles do you think you could eat before you puke in one setting? I'm not. I'm not going to answer that because that question, even it's coming from you this time, it came from Kenny's Text, text out, me off so, there. <laughs> so yeah, I'm moving on to another question that hopefully pisses Kenny off. It's about <laughs> Rashad Bateman's value. Okay. Um, so what what do you think Rashad Bateman's current value is? So I thought about this. I would. I hope don't you think thought about all of them. I, 
No, but like I actually thought about this, not just like quick snap reaction answer. I don't think I would trade a 2024 third for Rashad Bateman, but I think I would trade a 2025 third for Rashad Bateman. Well, we can't trade 2025 until after. No. We can only... Oh, wait. Today, can... right now, it's 2023. Okay, I'm a little no, yes. 25 picks traded all year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even think I would. And I need receiver depth. It's just, I look at his stats. He's pretty consistent three target a game guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though he's only 24 and had the first round billing, like this is his first, he's a full healthy season and he's just I have no excuses good. this year other than they drafted a better receiver and traded for a better receiver. I just looked up KT uh, keep trade cut and it says he's wide receiver 66 and their comparable value to him is a 24 early third, which is better than what you said. Mm-hmm. Rondale Moore, Zach Moss or Kate Otten. So- <laughs> <laughs> I would rather have Zach Moss right now, <laughs> even after his miraculous run is over. Well, if someone ghosted you, if you're trying to shop Zach Moss, what what would you take for him? If someone right now just said, "I'll trade Kenny straight up for Rashad Bateman," you know what? I'll do it just for the for the meme. <laughs> <laughs> and then you will flip Bateman on draft day or whatever to That's move right. up. That's right. I can spot. move up to pick, pick one, no problem. Um, yeah, and thinking back to that, I mean. Yeah, Kenny ended up with Stroud, but that wasn't the pick. That was his other pick. If he had come yeah. away in the draft with both Bijan and Stroud, Imagine. like those are the top two players in the draft. And he, um, I mean, arguably. obviously his his team's not there yet. But if if he had had Bijan and Stroud, he would have won a couple games this year that he lost. I think he he wouldn't be fighting Andrew for the number three pick. That would be Andrew's mm-hmm. pick for sure. No, so this might be good for Kenny because now he gets another high pick. <laughs> All right, are Thanksgiving movies a thing? Name one. Okay, so not really. It's a, it's always Christmas if you're doing a holiday movie. But I did think of a movie that I think most people think is a Christmas movie, but it's actually a Thanksgiving movie. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Who thinks that's a Christmas movie? That is one Everybody does, because it's like movie. all snow and stuff. You just think Christmas. The premise of that movie... Uh, is he trying I to get home for Thanksgiving? I've seen it, uh, except Tyler I know hasn't. 11, the premise of the, of the movie is Steve Martin trying to get home for Thanksgiving, in time for Thanksgiving. Well, I don't know. I just feel like it has like a Christmassy allure to it or something. I don't know. But yeah, that's the only I, one I, I can s- think of. I've said before that Amanda you know, loves her holiday movies, makes a long list for October, Halloween movies, a long list for December. Mm-hmm. Um, there was I just looked at it last night. There was 15 must-watches for Christmas and then a handful of if-we-have-time watches for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be possible. But for Thanksgiving, we always – every year we watch the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, you mm-hmm. know, where they he makes popcorn and toast in the backyard and whatnot. No. Um, it's a short um, – Planes, Trains, and Automobiles so, and the movie Grumpy Old Men. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. I've seen that movie in so Walter long. Walter Matthau from the eighties. Yeah, okay. Um, but I we I did see a movie once. It was an animated movie, I think last year, where a turkey goes back in time to the first Thanksgiving, um, and they're running from all the pilgrims and ends up ordering pizza instead, and so pizza becomes the new tradition for Thanksgiving. It was kind of oh. stupid, but that's a Thanksgiving movie. And then there's also the one literally called Thanksgiving that's in theaters now. It's a horror movie. I don't know if you've seen okay. I have not. I'm not a big All movie right. person, but I'm not a psychotic person like Tyler. So, 
And I don't even watch that many movies. Just holiday movies, I guess. I is my thing. But and hol- well, right. Halloween, I say, but it's a holiday. Sam says you're in an open field brawl to death to the death against ten Aaron Donalds, and you can pick two full grown attack animals to fight with you. What animals do you choose? So I'm a man of statistics. So I googled what are the deadliest animals on the planet. You're gonna pick like a, a mosquito or something. I'm picking two of the three deadliest. We have a mosquito. <laughs> And a freshwater snail. Apparently, those are the two deadliest animals on the planet. You That's are going to die. Up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I, will Aaron I honestly, eventually. <laughs> I didn't give. I only gave a little bit of thought to the first questions, and then I stopped. So these ones, I'm kind of going to answer on the cuff. I didn't really mm-hmm. think about this ahead of Which time. Which is ironic because you gave me shit when you were like, "Well, I hope you thought of them." Well, that's just so. because you said I thought about this to every okay. question I had asked you up to that point. Um, so my first instinct is a bear gotta be like a big fucking grizzly bear or something. Hmm. Yeah. Or I started polar to... bear, you know, depending on the, the setting and whatnot, they aren't polar bears bigger than grizzly bears. Isn't that the biggest? Uh, yeah, but aren't, I feel like polar bears aren't as vicious. I mean, if uh, any animal like that, if its motivation is to defend, like, Ten Aaron Donalds isn't taking two polar bears down. So you're saying you just got to get like a bottle of Coke, like in the Coca-Cola commercials that the polar bear wants to defend. That's fair. He's taking Aaron Donald out. I I will be, it'll be me with a bunch of Coke. Yes. (laughs) Wrong Coke. This is a globally aired program, James. (laughs) Which, by the way, I think, oh, actually, was there a Spotify question? There was. Never mind. I'll save it. Uh, nope. The next one, Sam said James naked. So I guess, is that a statement? You want me this. to get naked right now? Or is that a I question? I can confirm he has on a white t-shirt, uh, but I, I can't speak from the waist down. I can't see that far on the camera. <laughs> is that, uh, maybe they're asking, cause you said, cause I said, uh, you said that one time that you see me naked three times as an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe he wants context there. I don't know what he's asking. Sam didn't actually say. So James naked to answer your question. No, I am not naked right now. So that is correct, but but I have seen him make it. <laughs> uh, Sam said, "Want to play guns?" I assume we both say, "Obviously, yes." Like, yeah, time. that'd be Hell super yeah. fun. We should go. Yeah, we'll, adult guns. We'll we'll go do it. We'll go play paintball or something. Is what we should do. Hell yeah! I haven't played paintball since college. Same. I don't Tyler remember says, how much it actually hurts. Spotify wrap if if applicable. Um, so the only thing I'm going to mention on this, because it was like a very generic Spotify wrapped, is on one of the last few little like slides or whatever, it showed the podcast as one of my top listened to uh, shows of the year. I love that. How, how do you even, I don't use Spotify very frequently, to be honest, which may sound weird. So I don't even know how to see that. Is it something they send you or do you have to go on the app? You just open the app and there's like a tile on the home screen that's like see your 2023 wrapped or whatever. Yeah, let me see. Most, most of what I listen to is podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even see it. Oh, well, most of what I listen to is podcasts. The podcast I'm listening to right at the moment, I do strongly recommend, mainly for Kenny because I know he's a history guy, but it's called History That Doesn't Suck. It's kind of a narrative history of the United States. Um, and I'm currently this morning, I listened to the election of Rutherford B. Hayes. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, Sounds great. <laughs> uh, but uh, music wise, if I'm working, I just listen to it through like YouTube on my computer. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm driving, it's mostly toddler radio. 
because I'm Makes sense. most of the time driving, I have holding in the car or I'm listening to the podcast. So I stopped using YouTube as much when I'm working because they like updated their anti ad block detection. And so I've gotten to the point now where it's like, it won't let me play a video unless I open it in incognito mode, which is hilarious, by the way. It's like, how does it detect you have ad block? But when you turn Chrome in incognito mode, all of a sudden it's like stupid. But so I started using Spotify more frequently recently because of that. All right. Next up, we have top three fast food French fries ranked. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. The I, I haven't thought about any of these other questions, so you go okay. first on all the rest of these questions. So at number three, I have Wendy's. I think they've gotten better recently. They like they're crispier more frequently, and they're a good salt level. Then at number two, I have Chick-fil-A because waffle fries are amazing. And the only waffle fries that suck are the ones where it's like the end of the potato, where it's like a ton of skin and it's like fat and chunky. Those aren't as good, but the rest are great. And then number one, I have five guys for sure. Undisputed number one. See, out we had some, when we were uh, last time I had five guys was with you actually in Baton Rouge when we Baton went Rouge. to the LSU game. And this was watching for everyone listening. We went, we do our annual college football trip. We went to LSU and saw Burrow and Jefferson and Chase the year they won the national championship. So that's the last time I had five guys and I was hammered drunk. And that had probably been the first time in 10 years. So I can't even comment on five guys French fries. Mm. So with, Little thoughts. I really don't eat that much fast food. I'm going to say number three, Arby's, number two, McDonald's, and number one, Chick-fil-A. Wait, Arby's? Curly like fries? These? Yeah, the curly fries. I mean, they're good. I, I definitely would. I don't even think they'd be in my top. It's like seven. I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I haven't last time I had Wendy's fries or Burger King fries or... Burger King's nasty. I haven't had Burger King yet in years. I, I go to Chick-fil-A is my most common fast food in Sound Street. There's yeah, McDonald's same. Sound Street, so I go there sometimes. Um, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. What was the next question? Who built the pyramids? I'm assuming the Egyptians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm also going to say the Egyptians. <laughs> Although it uh it wasn't slaves that built the pyramids. I don't know mm-hmm. if you knew that. It was uh, hired people. They have they've dug up the. When I was in Egypt, um, they like showed us where some of the like living quarters of the people who built the pyramids were actually like housed mm-hmm. near the pyramids, and they had like they were paid laborers that had a even like a beer ration. There was like a brewery like basically <laughs> right next to the pyramids and like, and they were live like decent living quarters and stuff for the era. So it wasn't <laughs> like, what's that movie? Prince of Egypt, you know, and stuff for the building pyramids. Now it, uh, it was actually paid people who, you know, were hired out laborers. Wow. Good for them. That makes me uh, feel better about Egypt and its history. <laughs> What two rule changes would you make to the league if you had to make two? So I interpreted this as like today. Like if I had to implement two rule changes today. And it would be 16 playoff because I think that's going to make the league more of the league more invested for a longer period of time. And then I gave away a spoiler earlier. I think you should be required to be on the podcast on some sort of cadence, whether it's once a year or at least once every two years or something. 
I love that answer right there. Um, I want to hear from Griffey. <laughs> I just want Griffey to respond to texts, to be honest. Well, that's that's true. All we got to do is set up some sort of like post championship lunch on a Thursday, and we can hear from him and talk to talk trades then. Right? He did come to that. Uh, I know. Yeah, Everyone we need to do that Billy. again, man. That was fun when we went. That was fun. Um, at least in the off season, you know, after we have a champion, because that's when uh, I bought Tyler a beer and gave him the trophy, and he drank out of it. Yep. Now I don't have any off the top of my head, but I will say the things that I've written down so far to be voted on are expand the playoffs from four to six. And this is for the off season vote. Uh, move to one big division. As mm-hmm. opposed to two uh, small divisions, uh, add some sort of tight end premium. Now, something like that, where you change the scoring to a specific position and increase the value of one position. If we voted yes on it, that's not something that would go into effect next year. You know, to yeah. give the teams that already have it, like Travis Kelsey, <laughs> a boost, it would be a couple years out. So teams have time to prepare. And yeah, the people that have the Sam Laportas of the world would get a little help, you know, because they'll be good in a couple of years. The player but anyone game. could find a good tight end. And when mm-hmm. I said make it tight end premium, it wouldn't be like a one point PPR instead of half for tight end. It'd be like a 0.55 instead of 0.5 or 0.6 or something. Just mm-hmm. a slight increase in the value of tight end because it's definitely the least valuable position in the league. I mean, look at all the good ones that have been picked up off waivers this year and stuff like that. So adding that. Getting rid of defenses, Sam threw out that. I just wrote down podcast mandatory. Hmm. And I don't remember if I came up with this or someone, but written down here I have had a 0.5 point home field advantage in the regular season, which <laughs> that would definitely be weird. But How many so games would that have impacted? In probably zero. Any? Yeah. I doubt there'd be any. It, I would – didn't we have a record this year that was like the closest game ever though something like that yeah and it was definitely less than half a point yeah so maybe i i would imagine people would be pissed if you lose it but it you know it could be it could be interesting there were also some of the things i wrote down last year that you know we didn't vote on like compensatory picks someone brought that up and that would basically be if someone like retires or something then you get a comp pick for it, and it would be based off uh, – yeah, like it, It's Luck. all debatable, but it would be based <laughs> off something like uh, they'd have to be on your team for at least the entire second half of the season. So, like, can comp pick players lock in at week seven or something like that. Uh, so you can't just pick someone up who you think is going to retire, you know, in the last week. Um, and if they were a top 20 positional finish that last year, then you get a second round pick or a top 40, you get a third round or something like that. You know, you have so to be careful just- with it though, because you can still pick up like Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady off waivers on ESPN. So it would have yeah. to be like manually monitored, not just like, oh, Tom Brady was on my roster for seven weeks. So I get a compensatory pick. Well, Tom Brady, you wouldn't this year. You'd have to get him have would have had him last year, and based off how okay. he finished. And looking back, there would have only been a couple like times I can think of. Like if you put, they have to be a top forty player even to get a third rounder. And if you like have someone retire, but they're the number fifty, you know, fifty five receiver or something, you don't get anything. But like Tom Brady, yeah, probably been like a third last year for him. Andrew Luck, uh, a couple years ago when he blindsided Sam, probably my second. Uh, I had Calvin Johnson when he retired a while ago. So it would just be like for the 
really good players who are retiring kind of in their still somewhat in their prime. Um, it's just, it'd be an interesting wrinkle, but I had that written down, but we didn't uh, vote on it. Um, other things I at, I wrote down last year, we're adding a draft clock for draft picks. So we don't have another Tyler Griffey thing. Um, uh, moving to a different app besides well, ESPN, but we voted on yeah. that a couple years ago. Things like that. Do you have to activate healthy players in your IR spots? You know, stuff like that. So if you if say, anyone has any good rule changes, just bring them my way. You don't, even if it's not even a good one, we'll write it down. We'll, I'll write it down. And we'll just discuss it in the off season, but anything creative, anything, whatever. Yeah. I would say one thing that we recently voted to pass that I think now I would, I change my mind is when we added additional roster spots. I don't like that anymore. The taxi squad. Well, no, didn't we like in the last few years add an additional bench spot or something? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we added an additional IR last year. But, I thought I mean, in the, the last couple years added. we we uh, took away. Well, we took away a second defense. We moved it to a flex, and then we took away the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Second quarterback, we moved into a super flex, but no, we've never reduced the bench. It's always been. I, I thought recently we expanded the bench. As well, well this upcoming, or yeah, we never expanded it. The roster sizes have been the same. It's always been twenty-five players plus IR um, since the very beginning. But Teddy was the one who came up with the idea of a taxi squad, and we voted to implement it this next season. And it seems to be some pushback on that. A taxi squad would do that. I mean, do you know what a taxi squad is? Yeah, but my point is, I think we should have smaller rosters. Then if the taxi squad gets implemented, my vote would be that it replaces bench spots or we lose like four bench spots or five bench spots, but we gain a three-man taxi squad. Because the one thing about Dynasty that is a little bit weak is waivers is so bad. There there have been some diamonds in the rough on waivers, but typically they're pretty bad, yes. But we we actually have voted both ways to increase bench and to decrease bench, and both have failed because people have suggested it going both ways before, um, and it's never passed. I mean, let's see. We last time we did it was twenty twenty two, so not this past one, but in twenty twenty two, we voted to increase the bench. It failed eight to four. We voted to reduce the bench. It failed nine to three. So only three people wanted to reduce and nine <laughs> wanted to keep it. But on increase, only four wanted increase and eight wanted to keep it. So it, I imagine since those weren't, you know, six to six, those are yeah, pretty close. I imagine off. it's going to be uh, the same way for a while. Okay. All right. Were there any other questions? Yeah. Three most hated athletes. Three most hated athletes. I have to think about this one. So you can go first. Okay, number three, I have Bryce Harper. I respect his talent, but I fucking hate him because he's just like, he's a Braves killer and I don't know, he's easy to dislike. Uh, Number two will be a name that I bet only a handful of people in the Dynasty League will recognize, but it would be Claude Lemieux from the Colorado Avalanche. He was like their enforcer, bruiser, piece of shit player when the Avalanche and Red Wings had their rivalry going, going on back in the 90s. Can't stand him. And number one would be Draymond Green because he is easily the most unlikable athlete, in my opinion, in like every sport. I cannot stand that guy. Even my friends who are Warriors fans don't like Dr- Draymond Green. 
James, any thoughts? Oh, did you disconnect? You're like frozen. Nice. Oh, shit.
All right. There you are. Oh, it says it's recording again for everyone there. Uh, it's been, I think it's been recording the whole there's time. There's not like a five minute uh, just gap in time, but my internet went out and it took. Are a you long able to edit the recording? It still says it says recording. It's it's uh, well, it's been recording the right whole now. time, and I've just been here like chewing cough drops in the fucking and stuff. Okay. Well, last I heard, Claude Lem Lemieux. Yeah. I guess an avalanche player from the 90s. Yes, fuck that guy. And then number one was Draymond Green. I said even my friends who are Warriors fans don't like Draymond Green. He's like the most unlikable athlete in my opinion. Okay, I actually really like that one. Um, I have no idea. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Aaron Rodgers. Interesting. I don't okay. like uh, Draymond. I don't like Kyrie. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't like the cra the crazy people that are just out there. <laughs> Did you like Ron Artest? I didn't really feel as passionately about liking or disliking Ron. I mean, that's when we were in high school and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, an honorable he mention was for crazy Meta World Peace when he went to the stands and whatnot. <laughs> an honorable mention for me was Dylan Brooks in the NBA. Now that's I cannot stand one. him. Um. Now, most hated athletes, uh, does that include, you know, people who manage fantasy teams or they're not really <laughs> athletes or anything? No. Like, where does Tyler rank on that list? <laughs> well, for Billy, it'd be very high. <laughs> I mean, literally, no, Billy, Billy literally named his team after him. Billy is, that's showing nothing but respect. That's true. That's the ultimate sign of respect. All right. Um, that was the last question. I, asked or uh, we were asked in there um kenny texted me and said when are we all going out for bottomless mimosas <laughs> not for a while my friend <laughs> not for a while uh, I, I think ben and i might be done with bottomless mimosas for <laughs> i would do those at home but probably not out anywhere <laughs> um okay well moving on one thing that ben asked uh thought of or i'll let Real you quick. your idea I'll let you explain it Okay, but real quick, breaking news: DJ Uangalele has entered the transfer portal again. again. Yeah, everyone's bouncing around. I'm just hoping Haynes King isn't one of those who's again entering. There's a lot of quarterbacks, and then I also saw, which I think was hilarious, both the Marvin Harrison and Caleb Williams have said that they're not 100 percent sure that they're entering the draft, and it depends on how bowl season goes. Lots well, of Marvin Harrison said, which would be hilarious to me if neither Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison declared. It, uh We'll play out that scenario right now. If that's the case, I mean, just mm -hmm. looking at our draft order, okay. David, I mean, who who would you go with if you were David? Do you oh, go Drake man. May? Probably. I mean, it's it's a little Probably. early. Brock Bowers. Do you go one of the receivers? Coleman, Odunze, mm -hmm. Neighbors. Honestly, I think. Well, it depends because who knows what these NFL teams would do. Like, what would the the Bears would just have to basically commit to Justin Fields and draft their hand if, if those two both go back to school, the Bears are probably taking Olu Fashanu, right? Mm -hmm. The left tackle from Penn, from Penn State. State. Yeah. But, and then don't yeah, they also I mean, have like the four pick? So they're still taking 
like a neighbors or something. They need Ralph still need Turner weapons or something. Oh yeah, the, and that's a fun hypothetical to play with. Um, I hope it doesn't happen. Seeing how I'm gonna have picks, probably pick seven. It's looking like right now, and what? that waters down all the picks afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> but actually, it's a deep draft. Like if those two are gone, that means okay, I'm not getting them. It weakens picks. You know, one, two, three, four, more so than seven. Like that at seven, I might not be getting Keon Coleman or Odunze, but I'm getting JJ McCarthy or Buka or something. Or whoever that top running back is is probably going in the mid first. You know, I read all the Michigan stuff. Apparently, JJ McCarthy's not even 100 percent sure he's going to. Which, oh my god, I would love that if if McCarthy it's, came it's, back. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, how NIL is playing things. You heard uh, Matt Rule was saying the other day, he was like a good quarterback in the transfer portal is at least one, one and a half million, probably $2 million. Yeah. And he's like, some of these big schools, they have $6 million players on them. Yeah. Did you see that um, Ohio State defensive lineman that transferred uh, or is going to Miami, decommitted and is going to Miami? I did not. He's like some five-star interior defensive lineman. And he's leaving Ohio State to go to Miami. And in his, like, announcement photo that the University of Miami put out, it's a picture of him on the beach with a stack of cash next to him and then an ACC championship title, which they've never won, and a national championship trophy, which they haven't come close to in, like, recent times sitting next to him. But, it's like, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Speaking it's of like Miami, I saw, of money. I saw Tyler Van Dyke, Miami's quarterback, entered the portal. He's one yeah. who was uh, like a freshman All-American his redshirt freshman year. And going into last season, the uh, draft podcast I was listening to, their summer scouting, had him as a prospect that could challenge Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud for the number one pick last year. And then he disappointed and uh, and then was okay this year. But, you know, you, we see what his ceiling is. That's another interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think the only quarterback I've seen officially declare for the draft so far is Spencer Rattler. <laughs> so maybe he'll go number one overall. There's been a couple <laughs> players, though, who are like first-round players, but I, I yeah. haven't been don't think there's been any quarterbacks I mean, yet. And well, it's still early. It's November, you know. And Penix and Knicks don't have a choice, right? Like, they don't have eligibility. Yeah, if you're a senior, you're yeah. gone. There was that one dude, though, uh, for also for Miami, I believe, who just asked the NCAA for a ninth year of eligibility. I saw that, and they declined it. Nine years of college. Easy, Van Wilder. Right. That's Chris Winky 2.0. Yeah. Hey, Chris Winky, Georgia Tech's uh, OC or uh, quarterback coach, Chris Winky. Wow. I saw, um, who was it? I, I was watching some game the other day, and their offensive coordinator was like, who was the running back at Boise State that like got the Statue of Liberty Liberty play and scored? Ian Johnson, I think his name was. He's like the OC for some. I forget who it was, but I was watching a game the other day and they were talking about him. Interesting. Okay, Google and him. Let's see, Ian Johnson. That's definitely was his name. Looks like there's other more famous. <laughs> Ian Johnson. Yeah, this says he's the motivational speaker. Okay, Ian Johnson now. Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was the guy that caught the like hook and ladder. I don't know. It was one of the guys from that Boise team. James Zabranski or something. But anyway, what's this next uh, segment? Okay. This is going to take a little bit of time, but you came up with it, and I thought it was a good idea. Yeah, and we won't, draw, we won't drag it out because I know people want the pods to be shorter. But basically, my suggestion was that we take this last year's Dynasty rookie draft and we reorder it based on how the year has played out. We're almost to the playoffs now, so most of this is 
pretty concrete. Like, obviously, some guys are still going to develop. There could be regression. But as of today, what order do we think people would get drafted in? And we did not factor in, like, who's picking. So I didn't factor in, like, oh, Billy has two good quarterbacks, so he wouldn't draft a quarterback or whatever. It's just how I would rank these players now. That's a miscommunication then, because that's not what I did. Wait, what you? I asked you what you did, and you said <laughs> oh, that's what you did. Oh no, what I did was I ranked how good of a pick they were. So like Puka Nakua being the thirty-fifth pick in the draft, I have higher than I would if in a redraft. If that makes sense. I ranked the value of where they were drafted. I think our, I think it's still going to be similar. It no, it's going to be a little different because I have someone like. Bryce Young a little lower because he was the third pick in the draft, but in a redraft, he would go higher than on the value rankings, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, I basically just rank these rookies as of today, how I think they stack up versus the other 35 players that were drafted. Well, since we did two separate things then (laughs) and not the same thing, instead of comparing at the same time, you go through your entire list and talk them out, and then I'll go through mine and talk them out. Okay. So I think number one, I have CJ Stroud. I think he has turned out to be very obviously very good he looks like the best quarterback in the draft no question Bryce Young struggled a lot I think he would probably go no number one overall if we were to redraft this this last draft I have Bijan at two which I think is still pretty fair I have Puka Nakua at three which was the biggest delta between where they were actually drafted and where I would redraft them um Billy got a steal there uh at four I have Tank Dell because I think he has been, I mean, there's been a lot of good rookie receivers this year. Like Addison has looked good. Zay Flowers has looked good. But Tank Dell has put up more points than both of them. And he looks like he is CJ Stroud's favorite target in Houston. I've got Jordan Addison at five. Jameer Gibbs at six. Sam Laporta at seven. Anthony Richardson at eight. I know he's been hurt, but the games he played, I mean, he was putting up numbers. If he can stay healthy, I think he's still there. Zay Flowers at 9, Bryce Young at 10, Jaden Reed at 11. He's actually had like a sneaky good year um, in Green Bay. Andrew had a good pick there. And if you remember on draft day, I told you right when I picked Josh Downs, I was torn between Josh Downs and Jaden Reed. And Uh I think Jaden Reed's actually been a little bit better. And then I have Devin A. Chain at 12 to round out the, the first round. Then I have Will Levis at 13. Dalton Kincaid at 14, Rishi Rice at 15, Josh Downs at 16, and then one of the bigger disappointments of the draft, Jackson Smith and Jigba at 17. Uh, that was one of the higher deltas as well, but in, in the wrong direction. And I have Spears, Michael Wilson, Luke Musgrave, Roshan Johnson, Zach Charbonnet, Marvin Mims, and Michael Mayer to round out the second round. Okay. Then I have Ming- Mingo, Hyatt, and then Quinton Johnson at 27. He was the biggest negative delta from where he was drafted to how he's performed. And then Kendra Miller, Tank Bigsby, Cedric Coleman, Deuce Vaughn, Chase Brown, Zach Evans, Evan Hole, Hinden Hooker, and Dwayne McBride, because I don't even think he's on a team. The, I was fought, like it's, it was hard for me to, to, without seeing it, to say who I think should be a little further. But overall, just at a sound of it, it sounds pretty good. I think I agree for the most part. I'm sure, like, if I had to approach this exercise the same way, mine would probably be a little different, but the gist of it would be the same. You know, mm-hmm. the, at least the top couple would be the same. Stroud would be one, and Bijan would be two. Um, so essentially what <laughs> you did then is rated the draft picks? I rated the va- – yeah, the draft picks. Like, so, so I sort of did that. I graded mine. I gave them A through Fs as well. That'll probably be so, closer so to line yeah, what you so did. This would go more in line with that, and I'll go okay. through mine. 
um, next, I guess. Um, CJ Stroud, I had one. Even though he was a first round pick, top four, he's he's not just, you know, would have been the number one in a redraft, like you said. But like, go look at Keep Trade Cut. Him and Josh Allen are flipping back and forth in that tier bet- behind uh, Mahomes, Hurts, and, Jeff- and Justin Jefferson. They're flipping back for player four overall. So mm-hmm. like even if you got Stroud at the number one overall pick, that's a gr- that's a great value so that value. you could yeah. argue you could argue is the top most valuable even at that. But getting him at four, he's the biggest steal of the draft. Number two, the biggest steal was Puka Nakua. Um, I mean, he's wide receiver ten, and Billy got him literally the second to last pick of the draft. Do I need to say more? I mean, it's yep. like Purdy in real life. The mm-hmm. third, I had Tank Dell. He's right behind wide receiver eleven. You got him a little, drafted him a little higher at. Uh, in the late second, but still yeah. getting a player of that caliber. Fourth best value, I had Sam Laporta. He's arguably dynasty tight end one. It's definitely, I think everyone would say he's definitely top four in that tier with, you know, Kelsey Hawkinson, Andrews, and Laporta are the top four. Just pick your order. Yeah. Um, and you got him in the second round, which was a steal. Pick 18. I had pick five, a kind of a wild card, as Devon Achan. Mm. And that being... He's definitely points per game machine. The sample size is small. If he were to keep that up, then he would be RB1. He'd be player one. You know, number one overall in the draft. Already two injuries, though. Yeah, he's not going to keep it up to that level. Mm -hmm. But just off the small sample and the fact that Kevin got him in the second round, um, I mean, he's still a top 30 running back. He's played like five games, something like that. So Mm -hmm. the fact that he got that in the second round, I put him as the next best value. Um, Six, I had Jameer Gibbs. He looks elite. Yeah, he's only RB14 and whatnot, but that was not getting a lot of work early. He's put yeah. up 20 plus points a game the last couple of weeks. Looks like he's going to be in that top tier, elite running back perennially. And yeah. Andrew got him at four, even after trading back. I thought the value was great. Number seven, Jaden Reed. He's wide receiver wow. 30. He's sneaky good, man. He's become the top target in Green Bay and yeah. was in a mid third round pick in our draft. So the value yeah, there was a great value. Um, eight, I have Jordan Addison, wide receiver 15. He went around where he was projected, but I feel like he's exceeding expectations um, and looking like a, you know, could be a wide receiver one for his career. So I think getting him a, what, what could be a wide receiver one or a top 15 receiver every year at the eighth overall pick was great value. Nine, I had Will Levis getting a starting quarterback um, in the late second. Mm-hmm. Getting a starting quarterback in the late second, especially one who shows promise. Uh, I mean, he's put up he's put up better numbers than Bryce Young in less you know in less games and whatnot. Um, so if, even if he turns into a ceiling of Ryan Tannehill, you know, if you get a Ryan Tannehill in the second late second round, that's a win. Uh, pick ten, I had Dalton Kincaid. He's arguably a top five dynasty tight end. I mean, he's already tight end ten and wasn't getting a lot of work early on. Yeah. Um, and Sam getting him at the second, even the high second, was great value. 11, I had Bijan. Yeah, it was an easy pick to make the number one pick, but he's living up to, if not exceeding the expectations. I mean, he's RB6, and if he was getting, like, extrapolate that, you know, on a per-carry basis, if he was getting Christian McCaffrey-level carries, then he would have even better stats than that stuff. So um, I'll speed this up a little bit. I know I'm dragging here. Josh Downs, I had next. He's looked promising. RB41, getting him in the third was a steal. Or run, wide receiver 41. Rishi Rice, 13. He's actually put up a little better 
uh, numbers than Downs so far, and he's getting hot lately. So he could be higher on the list. Um, Downs has also but, missed a couple games with a concussion and had his bye week. And uh, and Rice was drafted higher in the second round too. True. Um, Zay Flowers at fourteen. Now I would take Flowers. You know, this is the different exercise. Obviously, I would take Flowers over Downs or Rice, but um, he went a lot higher, so the value wasn't as good of where he was picked. Hmm. Uh, but he's still wide receiver 29. So getting him in the late first, especially when everyone thought Griffey was going to take Levis there, that uh, he made the smart decision. I think it was good value. Griffey's other receiver, Michael Wilson, has been sneaky good. I have him 15. He's missed three games. He's wide receiver 54 despite missing three games. He's looked promising, getting a lot of um, reps. And so, and he got him in the third round. Anthony Richardson at 16, He's uh, he was – Pick two, so he, uh, you know, that was the expectation. He was living up to the hype in the short amount of time, but the issue with him was his playing style and injuries, and that also happened too. So yeah. the value there could he could be the biggest wild card if injuries aren't a thing. He could move up in the value of the pick, um, but if injuries do, then he can move down. Mingo, I had next, getting decent targets. He's improving as the season goes on. Did you see that highlight of him, though, from last week where he, like, jumped and caught it out of bounds and it almost looked Uh intentional? There's Uh a video going around where he was running, like, a crossing route towards the sideline and Bryce Young threw it to him. And it looked like he could have caught it in bounds, but instead he, like, jumped and turned his body so that his feet were, like, facing out of bounds and it almost looked like he intentionally didn't catch the ball. So he's getting a lot of heat for that. I'll go look that one up. It can't be worse than Deontay Johnson not going for that fumble. That was hilarious. (laughs) Um. The next tier of players are all kind of in that same tier. So mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to say who's a better pick for where they're picked. Roshan, you know, in the mid-second, getting a committee back now who could potentially still be their guy. I mean, he was their mo- getting their most carries the last couple of weeks. Um, Jalen Hyatt, getting a starting receiver at that pick at pick 21. I mean, he is starting for the Giants. Finally had a good week. Yeah, he had like a 10-plus catch game. What? I was going to say he had like a, he finally had a 10 plus catch, 100 plus yard game. Yep. I, uh, I had Tajay Spears at number 20. Um, he's been efficient, but he only has two games with more than five carries. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking him in the first round, not great value getting that, at least in the short term, but uh, he does look prompt. He has been efficient. So if he takes over from Derrick Henry, he definitely move up this list. Um, and that's everything you read is that he will be the guy, you know, next year, Henry's yeah. last year's contract. So he probably will be higher next time. Bryce Young at 21st. He's statistically the worst quarterback in the NFL. Um, so he was kind of a wild card in these, this type of rankings, but he was he, your guy too. Still, you still drafted a starting quarterback, which is King in this league. You know that. Um, mm-hmm. And he is a quarterback who's going to start for at least two more years. I mean, they're not, gonna take one this season you know well, hell they cleaned house just trying to make it work they fired their coach their coordinator their co- or their quarterback Everyone. coach and the running back coach jsn was next i mean you took him sixth overall and while he's had some promising two double digit games and he had that highlight real catch on thanksgiving he's still only wide receiver 52 and you'd like to see more for pick six so the value my was- first round was terrible <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you see some of your other picks have already made up for it. Yeah. Uh, Luke Musgrave, he was Mr. Irrelevant, and he actually has been get, putting decent numbers, but tight end is such a devalued position to get wide tight end 23 
even as a rookie, like he's probably going to be cut at some point, even as promising. Michael Mayer was next, same way. He's improved as the season got, has gone on, but he's still tight in 26. You wanted That's him it. so bad. I still want him, but Kenny won't <laughs> trade him to me. It was Trey McBride and Michael Mayer. I've been offering Kenny trades ever since he drafted both of them. Those were my two guys the last two years. Hmm. Cedric Tillman, he hasn't got a lot of points, but he's finally got some decent juice, decent usage this week. Um, so we'll see. Uh, so I had him next. Getting him in the late third, though, he's worth that risk. Marvin Does he have Mims, like 11 fantasy points on the season? Something like that. But uh, <laughs> but now he's he's going to get more usage ever since they traded, uh, what was the guy, to the Lions. Um, and ten, uh, he D- got, I think, DPJ? Tillman had like five. Yeah, I think Tillman had like five catches this past week or something like that. So, like, you know, getting that in the third I thought was better value than the picks beyond that. Um, Next was Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims had two good games, but so that's why he's wide receiver 80, but he had a return touchdown. He's more of a return weapon, not really getting a lot of usage. And for a high second round, I thought that was bad value. And and on a team that's getting better, too, and he's not doing – like he's Portland not contributing Sutton's the guy over there. I actually texted he's, Kevin every time I watch him, he scores <laughs> about Cortland Sutton. <laughs> Zach Charbonnet probably should have put him ahead of some of the guys there, but I had him next. Um, first round pick, though, you'd like to see more than running back 52. Um, mm-hmm. for a first round pick, and he's finally getting carries with Walker Hurt, but he really hasn't done that much, hasn't done much the work so. Uh, Hendon Hooker, I had next, he hasn't played, so he was the hardest to rank. Um, and activated off the injury list this week, though. He practiced a guy in the second round, yeah, he was the last pick of the second round, but still second rounder mm-hmm. who hasn't played. But, um, some of the other guys after him, though, the value's just been really negative. Uh, so Quentin Johnston was next, he's wide receiver 95, he's been bad. Um, and he was picked eight, so that value was horrible. Chase Brown, um. Yeah, he was a third-round pick, so you could argue the value is worse, but he has two carries on the year. At least Quentin Johnston, they're throwing the, the ball some. You know, he's Couple getting times, a yeah. lot of snaps. Chase Brown's not – these other guys aren't even getting snaps. Mm-hmm. And Chase Brown's third on the depth chart. Um, Kendra Miller, yeah, he's getting a little more usage than Chase Brown. He had one okay week, but he was a first-round pick in our draft. RB72 that you traded up for in the first mm-hmm. round. I thought it was horrible value looking back. Zach Evans was next. I mean, you can make an argument. It's a bunch of running backs towards the end. You could put him in whatever order you want. Sam Cutum, um, he is on a team now. He only has 1.6 points on the year. Mm-hmm. Um, at least he's sticking on the Rams team. He's not getting work. Uh, but he was one of the last picks of the draft. So, you know, it is what it is. Tank Bigsby, um, Kenny took in the mid-second. That's why he's down there. He's RB79, outscoring the others a little bit. But he's third string. De- Dernis Johnston has passed him on the – on Johnson has passed him on the um, depth chart. So Tanks Bigsby is just like uh, it was for a mid second, you'd like to see better value. Then the last three, I had Evan Hole. He has one carry, then went on IR. <laughs> and uh, then Deuce Vaughn, uh, who was drafted a cup early second, one of the top, or early third, one of the top picks of the third. So he was uh, a little better draft capital than Evan Hole or Zach Evans. But um, he got a couple carries early. Now he's just being inactive every week for a coach's decision. He hasn't played in weeks. And then last was Dwayne McBride. Um, he was the 30th pick of our draft, but they cut him in the preseason and they re-signed him on the practice squad. So he's not even on an NFL roster yeah. or a dynasty roster. He's the only rookie that's not rostered, Kevin Cobb. Yep. 
So that was the order of how I ranked the value of the picks. And I feel so like this is pretty close. Yeah, I feel like this, I like this, but I feel like we should do it looking back a couple drafts ago because it was hard mm. now because there's, you know, it's been half a season, all or half yeah. a season. So maybe next time you do the pod with me, which might be next week if no one else wants to do it, we'll uh, we'll look at like the draft class from like 2021 or something or 2020. Oh boy, we'll there's some good ones. We'd there, redraft huh? with Burrow and Tua and Jonathan Taylor and see Zach Wilson. No, I, I, I intentionally uh, looked at when I saw 2021. I said, no, we got to do 2020. Abort on 2021. Uh huh. The first round uh, of 2020 of 2020 was actually pretty solid for the most part. There's a it was Henry Ruggs and Cam Akers. Uh, not Jerry so much, Judy. Yeah, Jerry Judy's been a disappointment. I mean, if looking back at that draft, it'd be Justin Jefferson, J- Jalen Hurts would be the top two picks. Look at that Burrow. second round. Wow. Yeah, Jefferson and Hurts, top two, Burrow, CeeDee Lamb, Herbert. Ayuk. Like, that, would, that was a stacked draft. Yeah. Teddy had a nice um, little run there. A.J. Dillon, Brandon Ayuk, and Michael Pittman, three straight picks. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he did miss out on T. Higgins and Justin Jefferson. And the only oh, yeah. reason Billy got Jefferson, <laughs> he had one of the biggest jumps in lottery history. Billy was the best team to miss the playoffs, but then jumped when we did the lottery. He should have had the pick that went uh, – uh, that Teddy took Michael Pittman, uh, pick 20, but he jumped up to 16 and got Justin Jefferson. Mm. Who, looking back, was 11th on my board that year. So 16 I had as great value. Oh. Um, but, okay, what else do we have to talk about? I think that's it. Uh, uh, we'll wrap it up then real quick. I, I'm going to do this probably one more time just because I really like this, but it came up in uh, a group. Uh, text message conversation. Kenny said, how many uh, Alec Baldwin characters do you think Tyler knows? And he set the over-under at two and a half, which was absurd because it's got to be zero. The over-under has got to be 0.5. Do you think Tyler can name an Alec Baldwin character? No. No, I don't. I don't either. So do you think he knows? Go ahead. I was going to say the under is way too easy there. If Iowa is projected the over-under at a half a point per half against Michigan in the Big Ten Championship, then there's no way Tyler will know two and a half. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm resetting it at at 0.5. So if you can name one. Yeah. No, I don't think you can. So do you think he knows who any of these people are? Jack Donaghy. No. Uh, Well, he did better with TV, and so that would be the Alec Baldwin character. Yeah, I still don't think he knows. Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. I would think so too. Jack Sparrow. Uh, that's I could see that going either way. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. Mr. Bean. No. I don't think so either. Ricky Bobby. Oh man. Uh. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes too. Squidward. Yes. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, for his age and late 20s and stuff. Yeah. Fonzie. No. No way. That's the Fonz. Like, There's no way. Think? It's an older show, too. There's no way. All right. What about some pairs? Do you think he knows who Maverick and Goose are? Mm, no. Jules and Vincent. Definitely not. Definitely not. Bert and Ernie. Yes. I would hope he knows who Bert and Ernie are. Um. Mulder and Scully. No. 
No yeah. way. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you on most of those, but yeah. uh, I'm keep. I actually wrote down the ones that he does and does not know. So I'm gonna at the end of the year, try. I'm gonna send the lists to to the group me. See what how, he's batting. Let's see. See what he's got. All right. Do you? Since I did the recap to kick it off, do you want to end it? Do you want to do the uh, predictions? <laughs> run through that. Yeah, we'll do that real quick. Um, so I'm just going to go top down based on my list. So I'm playing Billy. Um, normally I'd say I don't have a shot, but this is probably the worst bye week he could possibly have. It's not going to make a big difference for him, but we're actually projected 131.9 a piece. So this one's a toss up. I'm going to go me because Zach Moss is playing and none of Billy's best players are playing. Um, or Zach Moss, is, JT's not playing. So Zach Moss is the guy this week. I'm going to say I take down Billy, but it doesn't really matter. It does matter, t- though. I sent, well, I sit in the group me how the playoff implications of whether Billy wins or loses, it matters. It, it, it well, he's it, it basically if he wins, and then it also matters how it ties in with uh, with my game. So I, I sent the scenarios. Look at the group me anyone. I don't, I'm not going to go through them all now. Okay, fair enough. Well, Billy, if you want to, if it matters that much to you, and you want to make sure you win, trade me for Zach Moss. Uh, <laughs> Tyler and James, uh, a, a potential playoff preview here. Um, I I got to go with Tyler. He's just too deep. I don't think he has any like crazy buys or anything this week, if I remember correctly. Josh Jacobs, Stefan Diggs. I mean, those are big names, but he's so good it doesn't matter. And yeah, honestly, got... I feel like your team's been kind of shit in the bed lately. Well, my team is also pretty hurt right now. Oh, okay, well, excuses, excuses. Um <laughs> My tight end, uh, Good to see your starting mixer. Jonathan Taylor's hurt. My two super flex, Watson and then Rogers, have been hurt. Yeah, uh, some of that's not new. Travis Etienne's been playing hurt the last couple weeks. True. Um, I'm still taking. I'm taking Tyler here. I don't think. I mean, unless you get like a crazy one of those one in ten T law games, I think you lose. Uh, then I got Andrew David. I'm gonna go Andrew here, but. Actually, no, I'm going to go upset special. I think David's going to beat Andrew. Um, Sam and Griffey. Uh, I'm going to go Sam. Griffey's team, he, he's been kind of fucked this year with injuries too. He's had less injuries than you, but I think they've been more impactful. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Uh, he's had Joe Burrow is one huge. real injury this year. But, I mean, that's a I mean, like Montgomery missed some time earlier, but, like, that's the extended one. But he's also got... Roshan, Murray, Aiden O'Connell, Wandale, Zay Flowers, James Cook, all on by. Right now he has Hawkinson in his lineup, and he's on by. And he doesn't have another tight end on his roster. So it's just, just there's no way. Which, um, which that, uh, there are there are still the rules to set your lineup. I, I don't think I mean, we should talk about that. But we did have rules where you get a warning the first time if you play a buy or injured player in your lineup. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could pretty comfortably drop like Lynn Bowden Jr. and pick up. I think he just picked a tight end. Well, <laughs> anyways, uh, then we've got Kenny and Keenan, uh, the three and nine bull. Ah, uh, man, I'm gonna go Keenan. Uh, I like Pittsburgh's new offense after one week without Matt Canada, so I think Kenny Pickett and Jalen Warren are gonna continue to look a little bit better. Um, and as long as Kenny's starting Bryce Young, I just don't think he has a chance. It's basically putting like a backup running back in your super flex. Um, 
And then we've got Teddy and Kevin. I think this has got to be Teddy. Although Dak Prescott's been playing really well. They're playing Seattle though. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Teddy here. Yeah, Teddy needs it. Teddy wants it more. He needs the win. (laughs) He does. And he's another guy. Let me look at his team real quick. Yeah, he should probably trade for Zach Moss too, honestly. (laughs) If I were him. He's got a lot of buys. Justin Fields, Alexander Madison. Yeah. Well, he's got two buys. Kenneth Walker's you know, hurt. It's funny too. We were giving an earlier episode of the pod this year. We were giving David shit on the Jimmy Garoppolo trade for Jonathan Mingo, but Garoppolo is about as worthless of a quarterback as you could have on your roster at this point. That's true, and I mean Mingo's getting better, but it was mm-hmm. it was it, yeah. if it was one for one, that would have been fine. But it was Garoppolo and a future second for a late mm-hmm. second. It was mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. But but okay. and Bailey Zappi is supposed to start this week though, so he's got a backup quarterback on his bench. <laughs> That's fair. He got Bailey Zappi. You got zero point one six points last week. Going hey, Tommy to DeVito started off negative yards and a pick. Tommy DeVito started off negative, and he's been he's been a baller like two weeks in a row now. That's true. That's true. Okay, so uh, anything else you want to go over? Or you or uh, you want to go with second buoy? No, we'll go second buoy. We'll give people. Uh, Five minutes back this week. We're under the hour 15 <laughs> mark. All right. All right. Sounds Suck good. Suck it, Bowie. Suck it, Bowie.